Welcome to the Cowboys Beat audio podcast, streaming live on the Cowboys Beat Podcast Network, where we talk about everything related to America's team. Prescott got a carry. And reach, flip, sets up first and goal at the... Hosted by none other than Chris K. Third and seven, blitz coming, Prescott in trouble, lofting it to the corner. You may know him from his work on TikTok, but now he's taking over the podcasting world. We're not here just to take part, we're here to take over. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the Cowboys Beat Audio Podcast. Yo, what's going on guys? Welcome to the Cowboys Beat Podcast for July 28th, 2023. And on today's episode, we are going to be going over the first two days of Cowboys training camp. But before we get into that, if you're watching this on YouTube, please make sure to hit that thumbs up. Make sure to subscribe as well. That would be greatly appreciated. The support for the uh, the podcast has been fantastic. If you are listening to this on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, wherever you may be listening to this at, please make sure to follow the show and leave a five-star review. That would be greatly appreciated. So without further ado, let's get into the episode. Donovan Wilson suffered a calf strain at practice. He will be out for four to six weeks. So now if this reaches the maximum amount of time that we could see Donovan Wilson out for, he would still be ready for week one. I think it would be August 30th would be the day that he would return if it is the full six weeks. To me, be cautious with the guy. This is an important piece of this Cowboys defense. I really don't think that the Cowboys should uh, should rush this timeline at all, and I don't expect them to either. So, um, Donovan Wilson out four to six weeks with a calf strain. Israel McQuamu will be out multiple weeks with a hamstring strain. So, at first, they didn't think it was as serious as it ended up being. Now, granted, it's not like serious in terms of he's going to miss time throughout the regular season. But I'm just saying, they didn't think that it was serious at all, but it seems to be at least a little serious. So Israel McQuamu will be out for multiple weeks with a hamstring injury. Again, no reason to to rush him to rush him back, let some of these young safeties get some reps like Marquise Bell. Marquise Bell is getting more reps uh, than he was in the previous training camp because of the two injuries to Donovan Wilson and Israel McQuam. Well, he's getting more first-team reps, I should, I should say. Let me correct myself there. Luke Schoonmaker. Uh, Mike McCarthy is hopeful to see him, but he has no timetable for his return. So he has plantar fascia, and it, he is on the non-football injury list. So that's something to take into consideration. Uh, Luke Schoonmaker, man, I, I want to like this pick a lot. I really like the player. I don't like the school that he came from because I'm an Ohio State fan. Granted, I don't like the school that Mozzie Smith came from either because I'm an Ohio State fan. Regardless, though, I I do like Schoonmaker as a player. I understand why they drafted him. However, you drafted a guy that did have an injury history. You drafted a guy who is a bit older, and now he's missing a lot of time throughout the offseason programs, whether it be at OTAs, rookie minicamp, and now training camp he's missing time. Uh, I don't like this. I don't like this at all. And um, I, I would assume that the Cowboys are starting to have some hesitancy for that pick of Luke Schoonmaker. So I, I, I wish he would come back you know, soon just so he can get acclimated with this offense. But honestly, I don't see him this upcoming season 
getting as many reps as I thought he was going to. Just because, I mean, like we saw Jalen Tolbert last year miss time in the offseason programs, and that completely knocked him out of the lineup because, I mean, he's a rookie missing time throughout these important phases of their uh, offseason. So, and, and especially because here's the thing. A tight end, a rookie tight end, it's harder to transition for them than it is a rookie wide receiver. Because when you're a rookie tight end, not only do you need to uh, learn certain passing concepts with the offense, you also need to learn blocking concepts as well. So, uh, or blocking schemes uh, is the better word for it. So you're learning two things at once, and which is why rookie tight ends oftentimes don't necessarily make a seamless transition into the NFL unless you're, you know, a special talent like Travis Kelsey and like Kyle Pitts. So um, something to take into consideration there. Hopefully Luke Schoonmaker, we see him in the next week or two at training camp and we see him ready for preseason week one. Trayvon Diggs was out with toe soreness. Now, the team's being cautious with this. If Trayvon Diggs, uh, if, if this was the regular season, Trayvon Diggs would be practicing. If they were playing a game today. Trayvon Diggs will be playing in that game. So this is not a serious injury at all. They're just trying to be cautious with this. They don't want this to compound into another injury. Because, right, like when you have a certain injury, now you might not – like, for example, when Dak came back from his ankle injury, he ended up straining his calf later on in the season. And why did that happen? Because he was overcomp or well, – no, no, I'm sorry – he, he went out with the shoulder injury during training camp and why he was overcompensating for not putting as much pressure on that ligament, like on that part of his body. So these type of things happen. Like when you hurt one part of the body, now you have to overcompensate on another part of the, like on another side of the body. There's, there's a much more technical term for this. And if there was a doctor here, they would be able to break it down much better than I'm able to break it down. But I think you guys get the gist of what I'm saying here. So uh, I'm happy that they're being cautious with this. I'm just, I, I just want the Cowboys to get out of this training camp. No season-ending injuries. If that happens, I will, be, uh, I will be very happy for that. And good news, Tyron Smith's not on this injury report. You want to know what's funny? I was talking to my friend about it. Because we're going to talk about Tyron Smith because apparently he looked really good in practice. But I was talking to my friend about it, Eagles fan. Um, but you could talk you could talk football with the guy. Um, and I was saying, I think that Tyron Smith's going to play the full season. And here's the reason why. Not based on logic. Not based on any, you know, any type of data. Nothing. He will play the full season because the world is just a weird place. And the world works in a weird way. And because everybody's saying that this guy's going to miss time, watch him not miss a single game. It's, I, I, it, I just have a really strange feeling. Everybody's writing this guy off. They're like, he's going to get injured by week three. And look, I understand why. If I had to bet money on if Tyron Smith's going to get hurt or not, I would probably have to put money on you know, him getting hurt, hoping that I would lose money in that particular situation. However, it, the world is just a weird place, man. I, I don't know how to describe it, you know. So um, that would be something, man, wouldn't it? That would be something if the Cowboys played 21 games this upcoming season. Like if they don't get the bye, they played 21 games, uh, including the Super Bowl. And Tyron Smith was healthy for every single game. That would be so weird. I would literally look back on this podcast and be like, I was right. The world works in weird ways. So, um, yeah, let's, let's just hope that that's the case.
Let's go over some stuff that has happened on the field, according to people who are down there at training camp and some journalists reporting on training camp. So, Doc Prescott has thrown two interceptions so far. It's not a big deal at all. He had the one where he threw the ball right to Simi Fioko's hands and it bounced off his hands into Eric Scott Jr.'s hands. Uh, he got the interception, which, by the way, Eric Scott Jr., a guy that I think people need to keep their eye out on. I mean, the Cowboys are very high on this guy. So far, he's been making an impression at training camp, so keep an eye out for this guy. And then he had the one where he threw the ball down the field to Jalen Tolbert and Nashawn Wright picked it off. Um, Nashawn Wright, another guy who, it, from the looks of it, is having a solid training camp. So salute to him. Hopefully that he continues the good work. You know, I like Nashawn Wright. I like him a lot. I think that he has potential, but, you know, he has just yet to seize that potential. So hopefully this is a year where things turn around for him. This is no big deal, guys. It's no big deal that Dak Prescott is throwing two interceptions in training camp. And the fact that I'm even talking about it actually annoys me like it actually annoys me that i'm sitting here having to defend dak prescott for interceptions thrown in training camp like my question to people who are criticizing him and these people on twitter who are throwing up these videos as like low-hanging fruit to attack the guy have you ever played football like coaches during these training camp periods are going to tell their their quarterbacks push the ball down the field like, like, coaches will literally tell quarterbacks, what, are you concerned about your stats during practice? Push the ball down the field. Like, this is normal procedure in training camp. Quarterbacks throw interceptions. It is what it is. You know, like, there is so much noise being made about Dak Prescott's interceptions this past year because it is a, it was an anomaly season for Dak Prescott. But don't act like this is something that doesn't happen to other quarterbacks. Even, even that some of the most efficient quarterbacks of all time go through a stretch of their career where they're turning the ball over. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, turnovers seem to compound when you're in that type of right. So this happens often. It, it, it is what it is. Dak Prescott, this isn't the only quarterback that that's happened to. So, you know, the national media is going to say what they're going to say. Other fan bases are going to say what they're going to say. They can sound uh, uh, unintelligent all they want. However, us as Cowboys fans need to lay off Dak Prescott with these interceptions. Okay, we want to see him get better from it. We want to see him in, uh, lower that interception number this upcoming season. You know, we want to see all those things. It's perfectly fine. But let's stop harping on it. Last season is last season. And if this upcoming season, Dak Prescott continues to struggle with his turnovers, then fine, criticize him as it is. But leave the past in the past and hope that he can improve going forward. Because over the course of this guy's career, he has not proven to be a turnover machine. I think Dak Prescott in 97 career games has 65 interceptions. That's, that's fantastic. That means that you're taking care of the football. I think overall, I think his turnovers with the fumbles, though, are in the 90s. But even still, less than one turnover a game on average, that's that's still really good. Because there's quarterbacks throughout their first 97 games that have way more than 97 interceptions. Yeah, it Just interceptions, not even fumbles, just interceptions. And Dak Prescott uh, improved on his fumble situation this past season. So if he can improve on his, uh, or if he can um, get back to what he was, prior to last season, which again, I'm not going to try and harp on him for it. It's an anomaly season. Uh, things happen, but you know, yeah, I do want to see him lower that, that interception number. Before we're going to criticize this guy in training camp for interceptions, that's just ridiculous to me. I know Cowboys, I know smart Cowboys fans aren't doing that. I know people who listen to this podcast aren't doing that. 
because you guys are smart fans. So um, that's what I have to say on the uh, interceptions that Dak has thrown so far. And only two interceptions through the first two days of training camp. That's nothing. Shout out to West Coast Cowboy. He posted a video of the Cowboys doing a two-minute drill. Dak Prescott looked pretty good in this two-minute drill. I mean, granted, look, everybody looks good in training camp. Okay, everybody looks good. Everybody looks like they're going to take that next step. Everybody looks like they're going to have a bounce back season. Everybody looks good. But I'm just saying what I saw from this video. I mean, there was one throw where Brandon Cooks had a pass interference. I didn't like where Dak Prescott put that football. Did not like that. Maybe, maybe here's the thing. Maybe it was the right read. It was the right throw. The only thing is Stephon Gilmore was guarding Brandon Cooks, and Stephon Gilmore is one of the 10 best corners in the uh, NFL. So maybe he just made a really good play on the ball. Could have could have been the case, but I didn't like where he put that ball. And uh, that was also the drive where Simi Fioko, the ball went right through his hands and Eric Scott Jr.'s hands. Other than that, Dak looked sharp. Dak looked precise. And one thing that I saw from this offense is, you know, all right, nothing's available down the field. I'm going to check it down. Because that was my problem with Dak Prescott last season. Where, okay, you know, he's scanning the, the the field. There's routes developing down the field. But then again, the pass rush is starting to get to him. And he wouldn't check the ball down as much as I would like to see him check the ball down. So now it seems like they're kind of instilling that back into Dak Prescott where it's like, look, it's not a bad thing to check the ball down. Don't listen to these trolls on Twitter that tell you Dink and Dak, like they did after his rookie season. That's That's a recipe for playing good football as a quarterback. Check the ball down from time to time, especially when you have this type of defense. There's no reason to push the ball down the field unnecessarily. Now, obviously, yes, you're going to have to push the ball down the field as a quarterback, no doubt about it. But with this defense, if you got to punt the ball away, it is what it is. Herm Edwards once said it. The drive should end in a kick, whether that be uh, a kick after a field goal or a punt. Drive should always end in a kick. So as long as that's a part of this offense, as long as Dak's starting to think more like that, that would be beneficial for this offense because this defense is so good. If you have to punt the ball to the opposing offense and you got to make this uh, the opposing offense drive the ball 80 yards down the field on this defense, good luck to them. And if they can do it, hats off to them. But Overall, you know, Dak Prescott doesn't need to force the, the issue. So now that we're starting to see some more of these basic concepts where it's like, okay, let's do this uh, uh, slant flat concept. And what you can do with those type of concepts is now you can build off those concepts. So let's just say, for example, you know, all right, uh, uh, they're, starting to, they're starting to bite on these slant flats. Okay, instead of running a flat, go run a wheel down the field. Okay, instead of running, uh, you know, the slant flat concept, how about you do this? Fake like you're running a slant, go run a fade to the outside receiver. You know, like there, there are multiple things that you can do with these concepts that you can build off of them, especially if you're using these things in different formations. Look, here's the thing with passing concepts. You can use like a few passing concepts and literally just spam those concepts if you're able to uh, use them in creative ways, right? Like, so let's just say, for example, my favorite... Uh, one of my favorite concepts is the inside vert, outside in. And pretty much what, you know, inside vert is, is, you know, a vertical. The inside receiver is running a vertical, outside receiver is running a dig. And the reason why I like this so much is because uh, the inside receiver is going to carry that safety for the outside receiver to run, you know, in the middle of the field. So that's one thing that I like about that concept. You can run that concept. You can just run a, a lot of concepts 
a bunch throughout the course of the game if you're able to build plays on top of that, if you're able to use that in different formations. So let's just just say, for example, you come out in 11 personnel and you have a slot receiver running uh, a vertical down the field and you have an outside receiver running a dig. Okay, uh, I'm not going to go back to that specific look. I'm going to go back to that concept, but I'm going to change up the formation. Now I'm in 12 personnel. Now the outside tight end. Now let's just say... uh, uh, I run two tight ends on one side, or I have a tight end on each side, whatever it may be. Uh, The tight end on the, let's just say we're running it on the right side of the field. The tight end on the right side of the field is going to run a vert. Outside receiver is going to run a dig. So it's the same concept, different formation. You can do that multiple times throughout the course of the game. You're throwing different looks. You're keeping the defense honest. So, you know, that's the thing. Like when you like a concept and it works, Use it, just make sure that you're using it in different ways and make sure that, you know, you're using, you know, uh, the defense trying to trying to bite on certain routes to your advantage and do double move routes or, you know, combination routes on top of the routes that were uh, uh, designed for that specific play. So, um, you know, seeing that that's uh, that slant hitch type of concept is perfect because more often because again as long as you're building plays on top of that and and not only that that's such a basic concept for you know cornerbacks to run into each other or, or just defenders in general to run into each other um, and create conflict at the line of scrimmage so you know Aaron Rodgers was very successful with it when Mike McCarthy was in Green Bay so if they had to press these kind of easy buttons for Aaron Rodgers. They can press these, you know, they can create these easy buttons for Dak Prescott. Why Why do we have to make the game harder for Dak Prescott if we're not asking uh, uh, quarterbacks like Patrick Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers for them, you know, for their teams to make the game harder for them, right? Like, look at that Super Bowl. Patrick Mahomes had two uh, two touchdowns where they were wide open. Why make the game harder for your quarterback, even if your quarterback's really damn good? So, um, overall, I do like some of the new concepts that they implemented into this offense. So Jalen Tolbert is apparently making a lot of progress. Like I said earlier, though, everybody looks good at the beginning of training camp without pads. Everybody looks like they're going to have a bounce back season or a breakout season. So t- I'm taking this with a grain of salt, but it looks like Jalen Tolbert has improved from last season. I mean, granted, that's to be expected. He is a young receiver. You should be better in year two than you are in year one, especially because in year one, Jalen Tolbert just was not as good as we thought he could have been. Now, I think that with this new coaching staff who has kind of simplified things for this offense, I think that Jalen Tolbert could potentially be in a position to have a breakout season. I'm not predicting it. I'm just saying that there is a very real possibility that this guy could improve very much from last season and be way more productive than he was last year. Now, granted, him being more productive than he was last season, let's just say this upcoming season he has 300 yards. Well, he's way more productive than he was the previous season, but overall, you would still want to see more improvement from the guy. I love this guy coming out of South Alabama. Fantastic tape. Overall, very solid receiver. Third-round pick. I love the pick. So I have not given up on Jalen Tolbert yet. I still have to see it to believe it. But I think that, you know, like when we talk about this new simplified offense that the Cowboys are running. Everybody thinks it's a slight against Dak Prescott. It's not. Here's the thing. You have 10 other guys on the field with you. Okay, it's not just the quarterback that you're going to have to simplify the offense for. Now, granted, there are teams that specifically simplify their offense because of the quarterback's limitations. Look at the look at what the Eagles did with Jalen Hurts. They simplified that offense big time. And 
it, they really got the most out of Jalen Hurts because they simplified the offense. You know, but they're not simplifying this offense because of Dak Prescott. They're simplifying this offense because of the pieces around Dak Prescott. Because to me, yes, Dak Prescott, he didn't have his best season in 2022. But I would argue and say that the pieces around him didn't have a very good season either outside of CeeDee Lamb. So that's the reason why I think they're going for more of this simple approach when it comes to the offense. And honestly, I, I couldn't be more happy for it. And I think one guy who's going to see much improvement based off this, uh, you know, this simplification of the offense is Jalen Tolbert. I mean, this is a guy who even talked about it, uh, you know, all throughout the offseason that he was thinking too much when he got out there. When you're thinking too much on the field, you're not focused on playing fast. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is something that's been said multiple times over the course of the offseason by Jalen Tolbert. You know, for example, do you think Devontae Adams is going out there and think overthinking things as a receiver? No, he knows what he has to do, and the coaches put him in the best position to succeed. Also, he's a tremendous talent. He's not out there overthinking like, oh, you know, should I sit in the zone or what What should I do? You know, just coming up with just random receiver thoughts. No, Devontae Adams knows what to do. Okay, when he gets to the line of scrimmage, this is this is my plan of attack. This is how I'm going to approach that plan of attack. And this is how I'm ultimately going to be successful on this rep. You know, and if if that's the case for Jalen Tolbert or just any receiver in general, that's going to be big for him. You shouldn't be overthinking things out there. Because again, like, and that's kind of the jump that Jalen Tolbert had to take from NCAA, uh, uh, that type of... Uh, I don't even know what conference he played in. I know it was a lower level of college football. So he had to make a big jump from South Alabama to the NFL, which, by the way, I think Jalen Tolbert was like offered to play for Alabama as well. Like they wanted him to play for him. So I, you know, I, I still kind of stand on the hill. It's like, yeah, if, if you're showing that you're a big time player, you should go play for a big time school and try and improve your draft stock. That's just me. But, um, you know, Jalen Tolbert, Got to the NFL regardless. And, uh, you know, it, he's going to be the wide receiver for this upcoming season. It seems like he's having a much better camp so far than Simi Fioco. Granted, it is only two days through training camp, so that's something to take into consideration. But um, overall, yeah, I I have faith in, in Jalen Tolbert. I still have to see it to believe it, though. But I do think that he, he could be in store for a uh, much more better season than he was his rookie season. Deuce Vaughn has apparently been impressive so far throughout the first two days of training camp. Look, guys, the pads aren't on. We have to take this with a grain of salt. To me, this doesn't change my opinion on Deuce Vaughn. I love the pick when it happened. I think that Deuce Vaughn is going to be a contributor on this offense day one. I think if you're looking to win now, I didn't think that there was a better pick in the sixth round than Deuce Vaughn. I mean, I think this guy is going to be good for the Cowboys this upcoming season. I predict anywhere from five to 700 yards, depending on the opportunity that he gets. If he gets over 10 carries a game, he could probably eclipse 700 yards. No doubt about it. On top of the fact that you can use this guy as a receiver. It looks like they've implemented a screen package into this offense, something that Kellen Moore didn't do. Something that I think that the Cowboys blew an opportunity with Tony Pollard on. Like, I think that Tony Pollard could have been very effective with halfback screens. But, you know, and and you want to know what? Maybe he'll be effective with them this upcoming season. You know, this guy is still under contract with this team. You know, so I expect that Deuce Vaughn is going to see a lot of those screens as well, which is perfectly fine. I mean, look, 1,500 yards uh, at the high major level in college football, in even in the Big 12, I mean, this 
They also played an SEC school in Alabama, and he played very well against them. He played against a team that was in the national championship, played very well against them. 1,500 yards is 1,500 yards. I get it. There's a ward on him. His size is a real thing. But you pick this guy up in the sixth round, what are you expecting? I mean, what are you expecting in the sixth round? If this guy is as productive as I think he can be this upcoming season, that's a big-time win. That's a big-time win as a sixth-round pick. So, you know, to be honest with you, my mind hasn't changed with Deuce Vaughn. I don't feel better about Deuce Vaughn now seeing the clips from tra- training camp, but I certainly don't feel worse, obviously. I'm just taking it with a grain of salt. Wait till the pads come on. Wait till we see him in preseason before I uh, go further with the take to where I think that Deuce Vaughn could be more productive than I originally think he's going to be. So I just want to see it in preseason, and then obviously I ultimately want to see it in the regular season and in the, in, in the playoffs. Last thing we're going to talk about is Tyron Smith. Now, look, I said earlier in the podcast that I think that Tyron Smith is going to stay healthy for all 21 games, not based off any logic, not based off any data, not based off any history, just based off the fact that the the world works in such a weird way and everybody's saying this guy's going to go down in week three or week five or week six or whatever it may be. And because of that, watch this guy go out there and play all 21 games that the Cowboys have to play in that. I'm not saying, here's the thing, I wouldn't bet money on that being the case. Like I said, if I had to bet money, I would bet against that. But I would hope that I would lose money on that bet. But the world works in such a weird way. I I mean, that's just pretty much my logic for it. But uh, yeah, it's good to hear that Tyron Smith looks good in training camp. That's good to hear. You know, if this offensive line can stay healthy with Tyron Smith playing left tackle, because I still think that he could play that position at a very high level, um, this is going to be a very good unit. This is going to be a very good unit. Like, no doubt about it. When healthy, this is a top five offensive line unit in the league. You know, this is this is up there with some of the best offensive lines in the league. I mean, you have two future Hall of Fame offensive linemen in Tyron Smith and Zach Martin. You have three. I would say that you have two really good young offensive linemen in Terrence Steele and Tyler Smith. And then I think you have a solid offensive lineman in or a solid center in Tyler Biotich. So Tyron Smith, to me, his health is going to be important for the Cowboys this upcoming season. Um, to, but to me, it's all about when are you healthy? If you're healthy in the most important stretch of the season, that's all I care about. If if I can see you play in the playoffs, that's all I care about. If you get injured and miss regular season games, we'll deal with it. We'll deal with it. But to me, it's all about for Tyron, just stay, just be healthy when the games matter the most. Because there's no doubt about it. When this guy is healthy, he's still easily, easily a top 10 left tackle uh, in the NFL. And when you look at it, like I think that Tyler Smith could be a top 10 uh, left tackle in the NFL. He, he already is, already is. But the fact that if Tyler Smith has to play left tackle, you don't have a guy who could be a top 10 left guard in the way. You, you actually have a liability at that position. Um, which is why I hope that the Cowboys kind of just do a one-for-one swap if Tyron Smith does get injured. You know, don't do a two-for-one swap where you're moving Tyler Smith to left tackle. If you feel confident with Let's Go being the backup swing tackle, let him go play left tackle. Do a one-for-one switch. It is what it is. But, um, you know, Tyron Smith staying healthy is going to be huge for this offensive line. I, I still do think he could play at a high level. And the fact that, from reports, he looks good at training camp – well, that's a just a it's just a great thing for us. 
But that's going to be it for the episode, though, guys. Thank you so much for tuning into the episode. If you haven't already, if you're watching this on YouTube, make sure to hit that thumbs up. Make sure to subscribe as well. That would be greatly appreciated. If you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you may be listening to this at, please make sure to rate the show and follow the show. Five stars would be greatly appreciated. I, for some reason, have had a cracked voice like all week, and it's been annoying the hell out of me. I was at Six Flags last Saturday, and like when I go to theme parks, I just act a fool. When I'm on the rides, I just scream at the the weirdest times. Like the ride will be slowing down, and I'll just like scream my head off just because I think it's like funny. Um, and for some reason, my my voice has been hoarse all week, and it's been absolutely annoying me. Like I, I I absolutely hate listening to myself speak when I have a hoarse voice. It's it's really annoying. I I would think that by now. Uh, uh, you know, six days after, uh, after I went to the park and screened my lungs out that ultimately I would have my voice back by now, but apparently that's not the case. So, uh, it's annoying. Um, it's Friday guys. And, uh, I mean, I have Saturday and Sunday off from my job. I know most people that's their weekend and, uh, I hope you guys have some fun things planned. I'm playing golf tomorrow, which, uh, I'm playing early too, like 6.30 in the morning, which I don't think there's a better time to play golf than 6.30 in the morning. Like I would say before seven o'clock, especially if you're the first tee time out, that's all for the better. Because to me, if you're the first tee time out, you can really set the pace for the day, especially for the course. They love, the courses love when the first tee time out plays at a very good pace. And I'm somebody I want I don't want to play over four hours of golf. I would prefer if my golf round is under four hours. Um, love the game. Big fan of the game. Uh, even though I've only played like two or three times this year, which is actually kind of annoying. I mean, man, it is expensive to play golf now with this inflation. It's it's like wild. Um, I mean, you're looking at 70 plus dollars around, which by the way is ridiculous because, uh, you know, when I played Beth Page Black, I think I I think I paid like $150 to play the course, but New York residents get to play it for like $65. I'm like, man, if I could play a course around my way, which is, you know, not even a fraction of how good Beth Page Black is for $65, like New York residents play that course for, God, I'd be jumping up and down with joy because that's an absolute bargain. But now it's like, damn, man, I'm paying like $80 to play golf. I'm like, this isn't necessarily fun. Especially because if you're going out there and 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 you know you haven't played much throughout the course of the season, you're gonna you're gonna get some hacks in. But it's funny, like I played a few weeks ago and we had uh, like a marriage party for my my best friend's brother because his brother got married overseas. I got absolutely wasted. I got absolutely wasted at this 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 party. Next day, I go out, I play golf at like seven o'clock in the morning, and I play the best round that I played in like two years. I remember like I played Whistling Straits two years ago, and I just absolutely shot the lights out. Like I had a really, really good round. I think I shot like an 88, but at that course, that's a really good round. Um, and ever since then, I think the golf gods were just like, we let you have your good round at Whistling Straits. We're gonna, uh, uh, yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna have you have a little bit of a setback here. So I haven't played good golf, like I wouldn't say good. I, I haven't played up to my standards ever since then. But um, you know, for some reason, the last time I played when I was absolutely wasted, or I, I had a little bit of a hangover. I wouldn't say wasted, but um, I had a little bit of a hangover, and I was like, damn, I'm actually hitting the ball good. This actually feels weird. Um, 
because I, I had like a big headache that morning. And what I did was I bought two packets of liquid IV from 7-Eleven and put it in like a big uh, jug of water and I just downed it. Come the first hole, headache gone, and I was good to go. So went off on a little bit of a tangent there, but uh, you know, it is what it is. So thank you guys for tuning in. I hope you guys enjoy your weekend. Thank you for listening to the Cowboys Beat Audio Podcast. Please make sure to follow the show and leave a review. We'll, we'll see, see you next time, time on, on the Cowboys, Cowboys Beat, Beat Audio, Audio Podcast. Podcast.